0: Hello there, listener. This is Earl with EDK. Episode 11. Because... something. Maybe that'll be the title of the episode. I have no idea. Excuse me. Coming to you on a Sunday night in the middle of February. Kind of the middle. Close to the middle. February 2023. And I had a conversation with a couple friends of mine playing video games... And uh, I've been kind of thinking about forgiveness in general, but also specific, I guess. Um, and I wonder what your thoughts are on it when it comes to like forgiving people in general for things that things that they've done that are not right by society standards, not right by our own personal moral standards. And the reason I want to talk about forgiveness is because, the incident that happened to me and my family, but to me and to my wife specifically, a couple years ago, uh, in July of 2021, um, was something that it it can easily <clears throat> bring me down specifically. It can bring me down and it causes depression for me, it causes anxiety. Those are not the true roots of my depression and anxiety, but it does definitely doesn't help. It was a singular moment in my life that was defining, um, and it is—it changed me in a in a variety of ways. And it's it's interesting because I had to go a long way to forgive myself for what happened, and and I still don't necessarily know if I do. I'm a person who always assumed that somebody who could commit a heinous act could or potentially do so or, or hurt themselves or hurt someone that they love and that they're close to, I assumed that that person was probably beyond forgiveness at a certain point in my life. And it happened to me. Um, I was in the throes of what what most people would call psychosis. Um, I don't know if I would necessarily call it psychosis. Maybe I do, maybe I don't. I I don't think giving a label to it is necessary for the feelings and for what happened. Um, Because it was something that was so painful and so crazy compared to the rest of my life. Um, To give you a little background, and, and some of you know my background, some of you don't. And one of the things that I was talking to my friends about tonight when we were playing games together, when we were playing overwatch together, is that <clears throat> one of the points that you know was important to me is that nobody truly knows you, right? Nobody, you may not even know yourself. You, you're probably as close to you'll the, the, you're as close to the person that will ever know truly your heart's inner desires, but we change, we change every single day, right? we, We change day-to-day. We change moment-to-moment. Sometimes uh, something specific will irk us, and it'll cause us to be angry or annoyed, and sometimes things will be awesome, and you'll listen to music that you like, and you'll smile. Sometimes you'll be triggered by things that, you know, if if you have trauma in your past, you'll be triggered by things that you would never think would trigger you, and all of a sudden you're in that emotional headspace. You're in that moment where you have to catch yourself. This is this is really what this podcast is about is mindfulness is is being able to catch ourselves as we fall into the grips of these emotional wells. And it's interesting because I think I'm doing this podcast for people that won't listen to it. And I don't mean in general. The people that normally listen to it, I appreciate y'all. I'm a big fan of y'all. <laughs> and I and I think I know all 10 of you. pretty well and maybe not great but you're you're interesting enough people that you are a part of my relatively small inner circle of people that are close to me but really this podcast this episode is for people that people that I used to know so I was born in 1984 I'm not going to go all the way to all the way back but I was born in 1984 to uh uh, Tanya and Matthew Kabbalah, in, and I was born in Shelby, uh, the Shelby State Hospital out there. and Or maybe it wasn't Shelby State. Either way, it was a Shelby Hospital. I was born there. And um, I'd say, generally speaking, for my life, up until maybe I was 15 or 16 years old, was, I mean, it was it was cool, but I always felt like I was a passenger in my life when I was back then and all of a sudden when I was in high school I started to realize I was good at certain things I was decent at soccer I was good at marching in band at a certain point I I took the plunge and I started singing I realized I was decent at singing ended up being in choir ended up being in chamber choir I was never very good at school it just couldn't hold my attention Uh, to be able to study stuff is just tough Uh, For me to be able to sit down and read something and have it uh, imprint itself on my mind and my brain just seems like it seems like it's almost impossible sometimes. I have to reread things over and over and over again, and I have to really be careful about how much energy I put into it because it seems like the more energy I put into reading something and trying to educate myself on something the the less I actually understand it I actually I have to put these things into play I have to see tangible real world results from what I'm doing that's why I'm I'm not great at math. I I have an understanding of math. We have an agreement, which is that we don't typically deal with each other. But I wasn't good at math back then. Science, it's kind of similar. You have to read a lot in science to understand things. Biology, yeah, sometimes you dissect things. But, But even a dissection, you know, you're talking about a specific animal, and you maybe do it once or twice, at least maybe once or twice in high school, at least based on what I remember. So I was always a mediocre student. Right in the middle of my grade, out of like 169 people or whatever, I was like smack dab in the middle. And, and it wasn't that where I was able to shine. And I wish I wasn't ashamed of being good at things, but I am. Um, it's something that's kind of baked into me. Uh, I'm ashamed of being decent at things, uh, of, of even certain things. Even now when I go out and sing, I, I do it and I don't feel myself... I don't feel being. I I know I'm good at singing, but it's hard for me to, even now, to admit it to you. And I'm not talking to anybody but this room. And obviously later you'll listen to this. And it's hard for me to say, like, hey, I'm a decent singer out of all these people. Not by comparison, I think I'm pretty good. Excuse me again. But that's not the point of this podcast. The point of this podcast is after high school, after a little bit of college kind of settled into that same old role that I had when I was a, when I was a kid I kind of felt like a passenger in my life and this especially happened when I got married and had kids I felt like I was being pulled along by the current of reality and along the way I I've, I've known many people I've had friends that I've had friends in different areas of my life many different areas of my life I've friends from my from my elementary school years friends from my middle school years friends from my high school years I have a, 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 an amount of people that we were. I mean, we were a group of people. Right in the beginning years of college, there was a there was a group of us that called ourselves the crew, and we used to go around and play poker at like house games and tried to be good at it and had fun. Like, and it was and looking back on it is it a little bit lame, but at the same time, we enjoyed each other's company. And. A lot of these people that have been in my past and been friends with me have floated in and floated out. I was always just the kind of the guy that you could easily leave. The guy that I wouldn't really judge you for not making time to talk to me. And because that was so commonplace in my life, I ended up being kind of a doormat for life in a way. And and I still had really good friends. Ken very good friend of mine. Pat, we went through a little bit of time where we didn't talk, but we ended up kind of reconnecting at a certain point. But one of the things that we talked about tonight when we were playing video games, me and a couple friends of mine, Nils and Pat, one of the things that came up and that kind of I had never really thought about it that much and I, and I hadn't put it into words. I would thought about it a lot but i hadn't put it into words and this is this is what i kind of this is what i kind of came up with there were people that were friends of mine before the incident and after the incident they completely wrote me off they flushed me down the toilet <laughs> and that hurts that hurts because they knew me before many of these people knew me for years and years and years we you know some of us we worked together some of us we we partied together some of us we went to crazy like events or maybe we just chilled on a couch and played pro evo soccer during the mid-2000s or maybe maybe we were in choir together and, and we had all of these things that were connected maybe i maybe i had dated someone's someone and then their friend also dated my friend, and you know, like these things, all these connections that I had as I was going through life, and it's interesting because once the incident happened to me, th- this is what makes it kind of interesting: is I tried to go back to those people. I tried to reach out to those people, and in different in different times, I tried to. I tried to make myself available to those people to make them realize that it's it's not I'm not gone. I'm not dead. Okay I'm still I'm still here. I still exist. Right. And I have to tell myself that sometimes too like, hey, you know what, you're still alive and that's gotta it's gotta amount to something. It's gotta mean something. And I'm trying my hardest to find a path that I am comfortable with. That I can look back and say, this was a catalyst for me changing my life to be a better way. To no longer be the the passenger in life's sidecar. And life's just this crazy maniac on a motorcycle and I'm in the sidecar just kind of hanging on for dear life. And that said, my life hasn't been crazy. I've gone a pretty straight and narrow path for most of my life. Not abusive. Not a fighter. Mostly a pacifist. There are very few things that I can think of that I would fight for truly. I really don't want to kill people. I really don't want to hurt people. If someone were to break into my house, it would be hard for me to harm them I would want to subdue them and try to help them. And some people think that's naive. They think, "Oh, you have to you have to fight to the death to to defend what that which is yours." Yeah, but I don't believe in hurting some other, I don't believe in hurting another person. I don't believe in killing them. I want them to seek help. Now, our society is bad at giving people help, so I, I don't know exactly what that means. But I've had plenty of people in my life that have hurt me. And I say to myself, what made this person this way? I ask the question, because I don't hate anybody. There are some people that I really don't like. (laughs) I don't hate anybody. Even the people that I'm talking about in this podcast that turned their back on me after the incident, wrote me off because apparently that's that's the thing to do, I guess. In our society, talk a lot about holding people accountable. Talk a lot about holding people accountable for lifetimes of abuse. Celebrities, especially, right now. One of the questions that we always ask ourselves is, you know, is this person being canceled? You know, things like that. And, and I'm not even talking about from talking to you about this from a celebrity perspective obviously i'm no celebrity never have been i'm just an average dude trying to live his life who had a moment in time where i lost my mind a moment in time where i lost my mind that i have memories of that are so crazy that i i have issues with being triggered by random things that I watch on TV or that a person will say because it triggers my my trauma of what happened. And I'm not coming at you from from a victim perspective. I was the aggressor in these situations. And my mind being broken was as a result of actions that I took. I fully admit that I am at fault for what happened doesn't necessarily mean that there's not some comparative negligence on the part of the medical the medical community and, and a couple of other things, but I was in a singular position something that happened that was so crazy that it broke my mind. Or, you may want to think of it this way, my mind broke and it put me in a crazy situation. Super crazy. But here's the thing I went through basically hell and back to just be here. And I actually do believe that there was a choice that was involved in that. There was a choice which was you can just die. You can just be done with it all. And at my heart, when the decision was made, I want it to come back and stay. And even though I am annoyed as fuck with this world a lot of times. I think we put value in the wrong things. I think people are completely in the dark about their own mental problems. And I mean everybody. I mean all of you. It's easy to say that you have a problem, but it's also it's also easy to say you have a problem and not work on yourself. It's easy to be selfish in this world it's easy to say i'm entitled to these things i'm entitled to be this shitty rotten human that just completely destroys the planet with everybody else because everybody else does it one of the things i firmly believe when it comes to our movement to be more progressive and to acknowledge the pain that we've put other people through whether it be through abuse negligence or even just sheer ignorance our ability to close the door on those things and let those things fester in our soul and make us worse people over time. man we got generations of people on this planet right now who lived through times that believed it was okay to subjugate women, subjugate black people, subjugate any minority, subjugate poor people, Subjugate anybody who's different in any sort of way other than the majority. And even then, in the majority, and you know this is true, within the majority, there is the, its own pecking order. The person at the top and the person at the bottom. But the person at the bottom of the pecking order of the majority still says, well, at least I'm not a woman. At least I'm not a black person, because those people are really have it tough. At least I'm not poor, even though they probably were poor. We had generations of people who went through that and took advantage of people because they knew that everybody else did it. There was a point in time in our society, not that long ago, and still people do this, where they, they said the word gay like it meant the word stupid because being gay was the worst possible thing you could be. Oh, that's gay. I remember people saying that around me all the time. Never made sense to me because I'm more of a literal person when it comes to words. And I always assumed that there was a better word than the word gay. Oh, you're gay. It's such a bad thing to be gay. Oh, no. can't call me gay. You're questioning my masculinity. If you question my masculinity, then maybe I question my masculinity. And maybe I am a little bit gay. Maybe I'm a little bit bisexual. Oh, the shame of it. I'm sinning. (laughs) Stupid. Be okay with who you are. It's easy for me to say, I know. I grew up in a traditional family, though, too. My mom didn't have an issue with me being gay, I don't think, if I was, or bisexual if I was, which I don't think I am. But either way, she had no issues with me being open from a sexual perspective, I think. She had issues with me not being a politician, with me not being a lawyer. Hell, to this day I think she's disappointed in the fact that I didn't end up being this uber-powerful person with perfect grades and so she could live vicariously through me (laughs) so she could say that was my son it wasn't until I had kids that she actually acknowledged that I wasn't a kid anymore even though I still feel like a kid to this day that's called a paradox anyway to the people that left me behind if you listen to this at any point I'm sorry you did I wish you hadn't Because I needed you. I needed all the support I could get. I still do. I don't exist without support. By myself, I'm a husk of a person. With my family, though, I'm rebuilding, I'm trying to find the way back from the darkness. And part of me thinks that I will always deal with a little bit of the backlash or all of the backlash going forward in my life one way or another whether it be from public perception whether it be from my friends not speaking openly to me about how they feel about things. If you have an issue with what happened and you want to know more about it, we can talk about it. And if we're friends and we've been friends since high school this is what kills me. Some of these people I've been friends with for years, for decades. And maybe my version of friends is not exactly the same as theirs. Maybe I was just a convenient person to have around because I'm, at my best, I'm outgoing. At my best, I'm always trying new things. haven't been super successful, a lot of those things, but I'm trying them. How many of you can say that? How many of you can say you tried different things and you've enjoyed different things and you've got yourself out of your comfort zone? Now think back to our to our interactions in our life. If we're close, there's probably a time that I've done something with you and kind of pushed you to be more outgoing. Pushed you to do something that you didn't think you could do. Maybe I'm wrong. But I know many of you I did. And I never did it because... I want something in return from you. I never did it because I wanted to like ride your coattails into the sunset of your success. That was never the point. I wanted you to be awesome. And many of you are not because of me, but because of who you are, because I can see your potential. I could back then and I can now. And when you closed the door on me, it did hurt. When you wrote me off as just someone who you didn't understand. Let's say, it you never understood me in the first place. You don't live my life. You don't walk in my shoes. Just like I don't walk in yours. And my hope is that if you had some crazy shit happen to you, where you didn't know where to turn you could turn to me and I would listen to you with an open mind and an open heart I guess at the end of the day I'm sad that most of you didn't treat me like I would have treated you like I did treat you when you went through all that shit that you went through when I was the one that was still calling you and still talking to you, when you were across the world and I was reaching out to you trying to figure out if everything was cool and if you're doing all right, it would have been nice to have that reciprocated to me. And some of you did, don't get me wrong. Some of you didn't just turn the page on me. And it took a little time for some of you. And it took my own seclusion, which was something that I needed as well. And I still need at times. Sometimes I still can't deal with people in general. Because I see y'all making all these mistakes. <laughs> and I'm not better than you. I'm making these mistakes too. But I see you make these mistakes. And I'm like, oh, you could do so much better. Don't worry, I do it to myself all the time too. And I'm not judging you. Because I know we make a lot of mistakes hopefully these mistakes make us better people in the end and I have to believe that I have to believe that I can't take the negative on that I have to take the positive I have to believe there's a reason for our mistakes I have to believe that there's a reason we're learning and don't think that when I say these things about the people that have let me go that I wouldn't embrace them and I wouldn't let them back into my life if they came back, because <sighs> I don't want to be mad at people. I want to be mad at I don't want to be mad at people for judging me, for thinking I'm just psychotic. That's all I am. I'm not mad at them for that because they don't know. And also if. If I am or was, does that mean you just shut the door on me? You just write me off? You just say, oh, that person needs help and just go about your day? Forget about all the times we spent together. Forget about all the games we played together. Soccer, video games. Nights spent talking. Talking about the mysteries of the universe and philosophy. Playing d together. Learning about girls together. Learning how to date, and even more. Learning how to sing. Learning how to play in the a... Play a concert in a band. Just walking around Whitehall. Riding around in our cars going out and getting Taco Bell at lunch. Maybe you forgot that. Again, I don't blame you. I just wish you would have been better. Wish you would have been there for me when I needed you. And to those of you that are still there, all my love to you. To those of you who don't to those of you who don't judge me you'll never understand how important that is to me because you allow me to move on you give me the strength to be able to do so and you can still you can still have that thing in the back of your head that says I don't know about him at the end of the day and maybe there's a lot more to him that I understood in the first place maybe there's a darkness to him that I didn't see before. But guess what? We all have it. We are all animals by our nature. We all fight our baser instincts to rage and hurt and maim. But we do that because we have a belief that there's a better way of doing things. We do that because our life has told us that to be a part of this society, to become a part of this community that we're a part of, whether it be the small, which is the, the individual or the family, whether it be a group of fam- a, a group that are connected as a family, like an extended family, whether it be the actual community and society itself that is built upon, the many houses in a small neighborhood, the more houses in the neighborhoods that make up our cities, we have a belief that we fit ourselves into these into these societies because we believe it is the best way to go because the the other way of that is to say because we have so many problems that this all should fail it should all fall apart we should just bury our heads in the sand while everything falls apart we are better than that we have been forever As long as humans have been able to think, we have strove to be more than animals. I'm not some leper you can throw out. I'm still here. And I'm going to do my damnest to make you proud.